Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Kansas City Chiefs survive 20-17 to against the New York Giants. The Giants cover all numbers. They were 10.5-point dogs. I like that, covered all numbers. Now, um... I test, which is one of your strong suits. What did you see on the field? Kansas City's not very good. Uh, Kind of what we talked about earlier, I don't remember even who it was, the first team that really kind of solved them defensively. The Giants did the same thing last night with the two high safeties. They gave gave Mahomes nothing down the field as far as vertical routes, made him dink and dunk. His biggest play of the day was one of those little pop shovel passes to McCole Hardman. They could not get anything going down the field and really got bailed out by some timely penalties or they lose that game outright. Now, would you agree, though, as a uh, stockholder, somehow, I think with more than half your net worth in the Buffalo Bills right now, <laughs> that maybe that you look at the Bills losing two games, didn't look good at all against Miami. I mean, they barely... I mean, Covered I, all numbers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, it kind of covers to send people to the grave, is what it does, <laughs> is uh, what is Buffalo's signature win at this point? Against Houston? No, it's certainly not against Houston. But who is it? What is it? I wouldn't let you ponder that unless uh, yeah, you have a clean uh, no, answer. No, I don't, I don't think I do I have think a clean you might answer. need a couple weeks to figure yeah. that one out until they get another nice win. But I think you've got to reevaluate all of Kansas City's games now in hindsight because it doesn't seem like they've gotten worse. It seems like it's is what they've been. It's just when they were this against the Browns in week one and still won, it was like, okay, huh, close game, but that's what Kansas City does because Kansas City last 20 games. They've won 14 of them. Now I'm going to, again, do a little quick math. That's 70% win percentage. All right? That's pretty damn good. I mean, I bet no team over five years has ever been over 70%. So they've continued, and I'm not saying, obviously, I'm saying the Chiefs are on a pace where if you just looked at it 20 years from now and you looked at their win-loss record over the last 20 games, you'd say, yep, kept that, you know, quote-unquote dynasty going. Against the spread, what is the spread? The spread, the point spread, the Vegas spread is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter how bad you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. We will put a handicap on you that will make you fairly priced so you can bet on that team or against that team. And if you ever wonder about that, the Patriots, the second half of their undefeated season up until the Super Bowl, undefeated, they were, I think, let's think about this. There was eight games and then three. There was 11 games. They were like three and eight against the spread. It might have been worse. I got to get that in my head so I have it exactly. They did not, they were somewhere in the 20% range of covering. So after eight games, and listen, Steelers were 11 and 0 last year. So the idea of the Pats going undefeated for, uh, for the next 10 games after they start 8 0. In 2007, that was very unlikely. If I would have said, this team might go down as one of the best teams of all time, they're going to not lose another game until the Super Bowl, you'd think, well, I bet on them every week. Now, I'd be betting on the money line every week, but that's (laughs) different. It's a shocker that a team that good didn't cover. Well, the spreads were equalizing away. They didn't cover. All right, well, the Chiefs, last 20 games, 14 wins straight up, four, 15 and one. They've covered only <laughs> four games out of 20. I had the five earlier, but they actually had one was a push. Four out of 20 games. And that is hmm, bad. 
<laughs> Last year, we thought, oh, you know, they can just turn it on, turn it off. You weren't with the show at the time, AJ, but I was screaming, football's not like that. You've never seen a Super Bowl champion turn it on and off. They get on a roll and they keep rolling. A la Tampa last year. I, I, a good example. The roll started late. You know, but really, the role started after the bye. Yeah, but it's not like they just said, oh, let's start playing good ball now. I know. It's like you don't, like you see it in the NBA where LeBron is taking days off during good years and, and, and they resting, load man. You don't see it in the NFL. It's usually about intensity and domination. If you look at the Patriots, how they, this year's Patriots against the Jets last week, people were like, why are they running up? Why are they still passing? Because Belichick felt momentum. And look what happened. They dominated the other team you love, the Chargers. That's right. It's not really going so well for your team. I'm out on the Chargers. <laughs> oh, so now you're completely the other one. I'm done one. with them. Yeah. Denver looked good this week. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still off Denver. I'm, uh, what do you think is, 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 you said the Chiefs just aren't good. Well, this was a team that with no linemen were favored over Tampa Bay in last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, they, clearly a mistake. And for some reason, the market has not adjusted what they think of Kansas. Like you'd think, four fifteen and one. At some point, people would say, "I got to stop betting the Chiefs here. I, we've got to, you've got to make the bookmakers adjust these numbers." But they still, they're fascinated by Patrick Mahomes, the greatness that they've seen in the past, and they're not willing to bet against him because I, I guess they just assume that it's going to normalize and correct itself. But I think we've seen enough games that it's this is kind of what they are right now. This is a bad defense. Last year they were a bad defense. This year they're worst defense, and the offense is nowhere near what it's been in the past. Now, I'm going to allow you to... I'm going to ask this question, then I'm going to read a stat. And when I'm reading the stat, I want you to ponder the question. Okay. Then be ready for it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's easy to say the performance isn't there, right? You can have a blind resume and look at the yards per attempt, yards per game, yards per whatever. Who, what is happening that you would say, you know, if only Mahomes did this, or if only the line did that, what is it that's missing for Casey? And you can't say Mahomes and turnovers, because quarterbacks just don't shoot. You know, there's a huge element of luck in turnovers. So is it just that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are unlucky? Because if it's that, that means there's huge value on them and the market's right not to over-adjust. Or is there something else? I don't know what the something else is. Here's the stat, though. I'm R.J. Bell, we're straight out of Vegas. When you do your preseason numbers, it's a lot of speculation. Now, Kansas City obviously had all the key people return, or most of the key people returning. The O-line was supposed to improve. You know, all these different numbers. But now we're eight, you know, eight games in to the season for most teams, and then you think to yourself, how much of the preseason expectation do you still have in your assessment of a team? And DVOA, which is a stat from Football Outsiders, they've got a couple different ways they do it. One of them keeps a lot of the preseason deep into the season. And when I say preseason, I mean what was expected coming in. And some of their DVOA versions don't. So if you look at the ones that don't keep as much from the past, 18th right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are a below-average team. 18th. Now, in the forecast that keeps 45% of the preseason, 
They call it the Dave forecast, D-A-V-E. They're ninth. So really, if you think this year's all that matters, Kansas City might. I think this DVOA that they have them 18th has still some preseason, just not much. I bet this year you could say they're 21st, 22nd. The performance on the field for Kansas City in the 20s, I think. If you count a lot of what we expected coming in, and you know what we expected? Kansas City to win the freaking Super Bowl because they were the favorite over Tampa, over everyone. Well, then they're still top 10. Where do you got Kansas City, AJ, and what is going on? I've got Kansas City Between 9 and 18. No, I'd say between 9 and 12. How about that? Okay, so you're much higher than the performance this year. You're carrying a lot of last year. I'm still giving them some credit, although the schedule tells me it's not going to get any better for them. That doesn't matter with how good they are. Correct. Stay on point. What I've seen, you asked about Patrick Mahomes. Uh What have I seen different besides the I'm asking about what you've seen on the field of any player on the offense. What is going... Like If you could say, this is what they have to stop doing. It's no longer a big play offense. And the air yards per attempt from 7.2 this year down from 8.1 last year. Oh, okay. That's a big, that's a, doesn't sound like much, you know, but it's a big deal. And and if you're not taking off the top of defenses, they don't have the type of run game. They don't have the type of offensive line that can dominate. It really puts them in a bad spot. I think you hit on something is you said earlier, you said earlier this uh, a week ago or so, that Kansas City is being faced with these shell-type defenses. And just to keep it simple, it's keep everything in front. Keep yes. everything in front. Now, if you want to keep everything in front of you as a defense, that means you're going to give up a lot of short stuff. You can't like have be real tight and be safe behind you. Right? You'd have to have like 14 people on the field. So you choose. That'd be a penalty. Exactly. And sometimes it would, sometimes it would be like a timeout, extra five yards, who knows, right? So here's the question, though. Or the decision defenses have to make is they can say we want to stop everything, and you know what? Sometimes it's going to get over our backs and behind us, and you know what? We're going to deal with it. Or hey, you want that five yard out? Go for it. But we're going to get you. You're, it's going to be hard to keep disciplined enough to keep chopping wood five yards down the field. Okay. Well, Mahomes has a history. When he was at Texas Tech, he played on bad teams. And he had to do it all. He had to, like, if he threw falling down behind his back, you know what? It was probably better than the alternative. And you know what? Tech didn't do very well. They lost a lot of games, and Mahomes got drafted, what, number 10. Okay. A guy that after like three years, people said is the greatest quarterback to ever play. If you would have polled at the end of the last season, even after that Super Bowl, I was hearing how great he was in the Super Bowl. Right, how great he! Oh, did you see that one play? He's falling down. That's what I kept hearing. That was like every play he was falling down. Uh-huh. Maybe he didn't need to fall every play. Is at that point, if you would have said, "We're not talking about accumulated career, but we're saying who has reached the highest level of performance on the football field at the position of quarterback in the history of mankind," Mahomes would have won that vote. He would have. Now we got what we got now. You know why? I think you're right. I think it has to do with his impatience. He is unable to go with five yards at a time. You know why? Because he gets bored. And now that every defense seems to be playing that against him, he doesn't seem to keep the. De- and if you can, if you barely do it on a Monday night in front of the world on a losing streak, how do you do it on a one o'clock game in the middle of the season after you win three in a row? I think we might never see the Mahomes we had seen before. Now the league has changed, just like golf changed so much when the defense has changed against them. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, RJ, let's take a look at these Cleveland Browns, who I believe have one of the more interesting decisions to make regarding their quarterback coming up in the next year or so. So would you say that um, – where are you at on the Baker Mayfield hate meter? So let's say you, his mom, and then on the other side, Colin Cowherd. Where are you at? I'm a lot closer to Colin Cowherd <laughs> than his mom. <laughs> so what do you – if you – now listen, let's be realistic. All right? I get the whole $8 million a year, he'd be a good quarterback. The the way things are now, if you're potentially one of the best quarterbacks, your next contract will be for forty plus million. Right? You look at Josh Allen, Lamar will be over forty a year. If you're one tier down, if you're cousins, if whoever you want to put in that you know tier below, it's usually going to be about thirty five to forty. Right? If you're a little tier below that, if you say thirty million, you're saying okay, this guy's the fifteenth best quarterback. For you know, like thirty million is probably still about the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. How much do you offer Baker if you're the GM? If I'm the GM, I'm drafting my next quarterback already because I feel like Baker no, no, is. You didn't answer my question. How much do you give Baker? His contract will be up after next year. They've signed his fifth-year option before this year. I would lowball offer Baker Mayfield. Will you give me a number? I'll give you. I'll, if you say the fifteenth best quarterback gets thirty, I'll say I'll offer him twenty-seven. Okay, so you're forcing him to walk. Yes. So you think he's below average? I, I think he's about average, and I don't think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. All right. So that's a good point. Is is it a good de- if someone's twentieth, and if the going market for that, I don't know, but let's say that's twenty million. That sounds about right. Maybe twenty-two million. If you get that guy for sixteen, did you get a good deal? Well, it seems like it. If he's worth twenty-two, but you got him for, but if that quarterback can't achieve what your team's goal is, was it a good deal? I'd rather use a first, second round pick and get a lottery ticket and start over and hope that that guy has higher upside than Baker's show. But it usually takes about two years to evaluate sure. a quarterback. So you're going to say, all right, we got Chubb, we got these linemen, we're going to put on hold our chance to win it unless we hit a lottery ticket. Remember, paying paying a quarterback. You know, elite quarterback money makes it a lot harder to keep that team around him. And if you're paying a quarterback who's not a top tier guy, can't win even with the team. Baker and the Browns can't win this year. They can't I, win. A I Super agree. Bowl. So that means even with all the extra money that Baker's rookie contract allows them, they can't win a Super Bowl with an average quarterback. That's what tells me Baker Mayfield's not the guy. Okay, but if you're saying that is the case, that means that. The scenario has to be is you either get a Hall of Fame quarterback, and then it doesn't matter really who's around you. It does, but it doesn't. Or you have one level below a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's say Big well, Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. Sure. But let's say an all-time quarterback, a Brady, a Manning, Peyton. All right, that's number one. Then, or if you get a Big Ben or Phillip Rivers in theory, though I don't know, in his prime – if you have a good team with a really good quarterback, you can win it. That's the only two ways you win it. 
the Browns right now have a really good team. If they had Big Ben in his prime as quarterback, the Browns would be one of the favorites to win the Agreed. Super Bowl. But how do you go from where you are with the Browns to one of those two scenarios? You've got to get a quarterback who's either Hall of Fame Big Ben good or better. And how do you do that? You, that's what we talked about last week, where so much of the NFL is luck now. It's the luck of do you take the draft choice of Tua or do you take the draft choice of the guy who from Oregon who hasn't really improved in four years, it seems, but now he's considered one of the best quarterbacks, Herbert. Or there's the one, the, the glaring method that the Rams just used to get a guy like Matt Stafford is, is give up a lot of assets to get a guy they that really you know. They really give up a lot. Well, when you consider that they got rid of golf, no. Considering Trey, they got Stafford for less than the 49ers got Trey Lance for? That was a better deal. A better deal? <laughs> leave the dunk or leave the gun, take the cannoli type deal. There's also Deshaun Watson sitting out there, which obviously comes with a lot of risks, but Deshaun but what Watson. Are the risks. That, Meaning, forget the ethics of it for a minute, because we can all have our own ethical worldview. Right? My ethical worldview is if someone does something wrong, they should be punished. Then after that, they should be free of that. All right? It's the only way you, anyone can move on in life. And if they don't, and you might say, screw them, they do something wrong enough, they shouldn't move on. Okay, that's what lifetime jail sentences are for. But once you let someone out of jail, they should be able to live their lives. Because you know what? If they don't, they have nothing to lose. And that's the problem. Death row is the most dangerous place to be because they have nothing to lose if you're a guard. I don't want that. So, what is the listen? The legal stuff. I'd be shocked. I'm not a lawyer. I'd be shocked with Deshaun Watson the legal if there is if there's legal charges from here, meaning criminal charges. If like he's, I don't think he's going to prison. No. Okay, I'm I'm surprised even if there be any criminal charge. It's been a long time. Yep, they can't still be investigating this. So what I'm saying is, I don't. I'm not a lawyer. It's speculation. I don't see. So really, it's going to be how bad was it? Like if Will Chamberlain. What's the PR hit? Yeah. Well, but or the ethics. I mean. There's Owners that don't want to have certain types of players on their team, right? In theory, sure. but especially if Will in this day and age, if it came out that he, what was it, ten thousand women he claimed he slept with, would Will Chamberlain be more or less of a problem than Deshaun Watson? Because my point would be, at least from what we've heard up to this point, is Deshaun Watson didn't. It has yet to be proven. I think it's fair to say that he did anything worse than hit on these girls, because if he physically tried. To you know, like force them into something, there'd be criminal charges. You would think, right? Now, if it turns out there are criminal charges, there have been some criminal charges filed. I don't think that's correct. Well, okay. I mean, what what are the charges? There were there. Well, it's not public yet. Which who, which women have done it? But well, there no, were... no, no, no. Women can't do charges. Only the police can ch- charge someone with a crime. They can make oh, okay, accusations. Okay. okay, maybe that's what it is. Then maybe right. That's... So accusation. Fine, because usually if there's a civil suit. There's right. going to be criminal and accusations. there's 22 women in the civil suit. Exactly. But are they almost all with the same lawyer? All with the same lawyer. i got to tell you something. The longer this goes on, the more it feels like, again, we're speculating, that it, Deshaun's going to be less culpable. He's going to be less egregious than I think people thought a couple months then ago. Then does that make going after a guy like Deshaun Watson make more sense? Where maybe I, the only thing you're facing is, uh, let's say, the worst case, a year-long a, suspension yeah. by the NFL? I think if you knew he was going to get a year-long suspension, Guaranteed, yep. it's still worth it. 